I'm your host, Jay. I'm here with my counterpart and co-host, Ed, and we're here to talk about EVE Online and the current status of EVE, as it were. Um, So, Overheated. What is Overheated? Overheated is a podcast based off what is currently going on EVE, of being burnt out, as it were, and the stagnant environment that is now EVE Online, as it is towards the end of 2011. Um... All right. Just a little background on myself. Uh, came from a large alliance. Prior to that, I uh, was part of a wormhole corp. And a small a, alliance. Small alliance. <laughs> as soon as they figured out they couldn't PvP. All right. So life after zero zero. Okay. So coming out of zero zero uh, and being burnt out from playing, like a lot of people, I have multiple accounts and playing six days a week. You know, six eight hours. I don't think that's overkill. Most. How many accounts you got? Three. Uh, so after zero zero, being burnt out, I decided to go back to high sec. And like a lot of other people that are frustrated with the zero point zero politics, they uh, try to strike out on their own and figure out what originally drove them to even rekindle that spark. So what's next? All right. Um, possibilities for high sec uh, missions: faction warfare, trading, war decks, manufacturing. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities, but um, when I got out of zero zero, I said, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go out and uh, do a couple of missions. And uh, the second I got to my contact, I went, uh, this sucks. I mean, boring. It is boring. It is <laughs> extremely boring. There's... Well, but why? Why? Why is it boring for you coming out of zero zero? Uh, the rats. They don't have a mind of their own. I mean, the AI is terrible. It's not like fighting incursions. Fighting incursions is like you avoid it all costs unless you're in a fleet capable of handling it. Whereas the rats, if you were in the missions, are they just come at you at range and you stay at range and you bombard them with missiles until they're dead. So an hour and a half later, yay, you, you got yourself 10 million or 50 million or whatever. Um, but right after that, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to take a three month break and uh, I'm back after three months. Reactivated all my accounts, and here I am. Uh, contacted some old court mates from my old alliance who decided to strike out on their own, and now I'm in a small PvP alliance. So uh, back in and out of zero zero, and uh, this time a non-sub holder, and uh, doing a little low sec pirating. Uh, what about you? What did you do? What did you do once you got out of zero zero? Once I got out of zero zero, I don't even know if I really was in zero zero. I was I was in zero zero, but I wasn't dealing with all the solve stuff and all the PvP that was going. I didn't even deal with the uh, ratting. I'm actually uh, happy to be back out of the danger area. Um, doing industrial. I'm actually doing level four missions. And you find that appealing? Well, you know, then again, I find mining appealing, so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing better than mining and high-sec, not right now, not with the the goon swarm running around ganking people that are ice mining, and from what I understand today, they're also ganking miners as well. 
So um, in order to control prices for isotopes as well. But so doesn't that doesn't backfire though? Because now it's more expensive to sell the well to buy the stuff, which means selling it is more lucrative, which means it's easier to replace those mechanisms. You know what? I don't know much about manufacturing and industry, but, uh, you know, as far as I understand, even with the current prices as they are, it's hard enough to sell stuff at prices that are in GETA anyway if you buy things at mineral cost. So I don't even know how people are doing it to begin with. So maybe you can uh, shed a little light on that. No, I'll have to think about it, but, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, Eve, everything is so close to margin. I mean... Unless you're buying sub sub industry, um, not sub industry, sub uh, sub market, putting your own buy orders, and you can't produce stuff cheaper than uh, what people are selling them for. So if you were out in zero zero in your ice mining, let's say Goonswarm, for instance, they have the access to the ice fields that allow them to produce the isotopes capable of, in, in this case, basically blockading uh, one of the isotopes for Galenti Capitals. Was that uh, oxygen isotopes? Galenti? No, oxygen, yeah. yeah. And the work shifts, too. No, the work will, right? So they'll be fine. I mean, they have the ability to, to get the isotopes that they need to field their supers prior to the... Uh, impending nerf. So so they'll be fine. They'll be able to field their supers, which the other alliances, uh, I think the ones they set their sights for are, um, what is it, uh, White Noise. I believe it's White Noise. And um, uh, Brick Squad. I know Brick Squad, but, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with yeah, that. Everybody in uh, Dell, they're looking to um, move everybody out of Dell and destroyed the alliances. Morris Meehy um, was one of them that was mentioned. What's left of them? Mitani, the Mitani, or Mittens, uh, the EO of Goonswarm, and what his next plan was, which is apparently to combine the clusterfuck with the DRF, which is the Drone Russian Federation, and take over all of Zero Zero. So... I'm not sure if the plan in doing that is going to actually halt the game in the sense that they own all of Zero Zero, then what do all the other alliances do? Let's say Brick Squad, uh, Darknap Squad. I don't even know if they're actually holding stuff anywhere. But, um, well, you know, I mean, well, yeah. So if you, if you pull all the resources, let's say all the tech moons, all the tech moons are in Zero Zero. So, and Losec. And the good ones are all in zero zero, so they're going to hold all the ISK in the game to themselves between themselves, the clusterfuck, and the DRF. So all these other alliances out there, anybody that wants to get involved in zero zero warfare, are going to be kind of left in the dark. They're not going to be able to go up against you know alliances as large as either one of those. I think it's going to have a bigger effect than what you're even talking about. People won't be able to build ships. Yeah, Tech 2 ships. I mean, the prices are going to be set by the gun swarm. And tech 1 ships, because Isogen won't be available easily. Um, the other mega sites, and even more rare ores, won't be available. So 
Tech 2 ships won't be able to be built. Any, pretty much all the ships will have difficulty acquiring the resources. Um, it's going to prevent, and they're taking over zero zero, which means they're going to also overflow into low sec because they're going to look for the next PVP bottleneck, which will be low sec. So they'll start camping those systems. They're going to stagnate the game. That's what it looks like they're doing. I guess it's a message to CCP saying, get off your ass and uh, start making some positive changes about flying in space. And uh, even with that letter that Helmar put out yeah, yesterday, yeah. this morning, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's great. I think it's, a, it's an awesome idea. They're going to pull resources back. But if I recall, a few months ago, they were saying that they had dedicated, you know, several teams. They had, like, maybe it was towards the beginning of the year, like 21 teams of developers working on, you know, Encarna and everything else, and it turned out to be crap. What one one person per team. Was it one person per team? No. No, but it, it, they're not saying they've created 21 teams, but, you know, they're not ta- there's only 600 people in CCP right now. <laughs> 550 of them are working on World of Darkness and uh, Dust 514. Yeah, so I mean, how many how many developers are they going to have? If they have te- if they have 15 developers working on Eve, you create 21 teams of two people teams. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean. Well, if. Uh, but even if they pull resources back now, that means it's going to be like six months before they have something new. Wow, six months, yeah. Well, they're saying before winter, I think CCP Zulu was saying that uh, the winter expansion will be out uh, earlier than Christmas. So if they haven't had what, anybody... next week? <laughs> yeah. So we got about a month to go. Yeah. And uh, a month, so what are the things they're offering up on the plate? Ship spinning, bringing that back. Okay, that's a good thing. That's not our thing. That's just, uh, hey, put this back in. <laughs> Hopefully it's that simple. Uh, never, it's never that simple in programming. But um, all right, so they got ship spinning. They're talking about adding. Uh, what else are they adding? Talking about new ships. I mean, I don't know how hard it is for them to add new ships. I know they have a whole bunch of new ships they put out for the alliance tournaments. They have stuff like that Opus, that uh, whatever is that yacht. There's like one of them in the game. Um, you know, I haven't even seen it. Well, it's actually up on the uh, one of the dev blogs. They used it to show uh, it was in the picture for ship spinning. So, ah. um, you know, new Tech 2 mods, uh, new E-War drones. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with E-War drones now. I mean, I guess, what could they possibly do? They're going to make ones that are LADAR, ones that are GRAV. You know? Fighters. E-War fighters. <laughs> E-War fighter bombers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we just white noise the whole environment. Well, that'd be interesting. Remote ECCM burst fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to have ECM burst guys. Yeah, so the fighters are traveling in packs. The remote ECCM burst is 30K. So what's, what's going to happen? So they're going to be bursting out each other at the same time. So they have to regain lock. Yeah, I don't know. We can make up shit. <laughs> uh, but either way, I mean, like, 
I, I know this is going to be very old news for you, this comment, but this is like City of Heroes. Things that they should have done a year ago, they're realizing that they need to come and deal with that. Fortunately, CCP is doing it in a year versus City of Heroes that took like four or five years to do it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, in a way, they did learn from this whole fallout, but, um, you know, reading that, reading the CEO's apology, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he says, okay, I got caught, I was arrogant, you know, I've been humble, but we're not going to get rid of anything. It's just a great building platform, which means they... You know, they have a thousand plans to go all over the place. There's no focus. Well, I think that's what the Matani and Goonswarm are trying to attempt with taking over Zero Zero, stagnating the game as opposed to doing what they were talking about in um, Lost and Eve. Uh, the Matani was on there, I think, a month ago, talking about, uh, you know, what's going on with CCP as of June uh, with everything that's been happening, well, just all this year in general. And, you know, one of the questions that was asked of him was whether or not goons could rally together and do, like, one giant rage quit, basically, and uh, unsub all their accounts at the same time. But, like, the Matani was saying is that's pretty much the death spiral of Eve. I mean, at that point, they're not going to recover from that. So, and I think everybody that would be listening to this podcast or anybody that's playing the game plays the game because they love it. I mean, there's a, there hasn't been anything great out in, I would say a year. Um, so outside of that, then what do you, what do you do? What are you playing the game for? I mean, what else is there to do? I mean, zero zero has been pushed so much by the player base and conquering systems to get tech moons and to build up their alliances and to get bigger stuff and, you know, now there's so many super caps fielded. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the, it's the win button. Well, it's like, you know, as, as you've seen with me, it's like people finally figured out how to build capitals. And one player can build a standard capital in a month with all the things out there. So super caps, they figured out the formula to, to build them. Now they can saturate the Mexican standoffs big alliances, you know, because they can just have people logged in 24 hours in those things. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why people have holding accounts. Uh, (laughs) Holding accounts are very important for people that fly supers. Um, (laughs) Not saying anything there. Uh, (laughs) Neither of us are. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but basically they're going to stagnate zero-zero and Basically, here you go, CCP, this is a nicer way. Not not unsubbing all of our accounts to keep CCP afloat. I think there was also mention of, you know, getting everybody to buy a Plex at the same time to kind of reinforce the fact that, you know, we're here to stay as long as you provide, you know, the, the tools that we want to make EVE a better game. And yeah. you focus on the things that's based on the player base and the community. Yeah, but Eve already knows there's passionate people in the game that, I mean, just the CSM, people dedicating time to being, you know, a uh, diplomat between the player base and CCP. I mean, the CSM is, you know, what was that, 2007 they created that? 
maybe 2006, I think. Uh, I think yeah, yeah. No, well, it's a CSM six, and there's one every year, so it's 2005. Okay. Either way, it's a great idea. No other game's done it, but you know, my question is, everybody's saying, "Oh, we want new content and stuff like that." Well, what are you gonna do? More missions? You're, you're gonna have and gonna turn over more invasion? Well, that's a great question. What do you think? yourself personally, in your opinion, what would make EVE a better game for you? What could they do for you as an industrialist, as a manufacturer, as somebody that likes to mine? What is it that would make you more interested in the game? No, it's probably uh, the biggest bitch I have is, you know, there's still products out there that player base can't create, or, you know, you have no manipulation on that. It's only bought from NPCs, and only there's items out there only sold to NPCs. I'd like to see CCP can get completely out of the seeding business, except for new products. I mean, you got to obviously get stuff out there. But, you, you know... Mean sold by, not sold to NPCs? Sold to and by. Oh, NPCs That's buy stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, well, I guess in a sense, like research points, right? What are you talking about specifically? No, there's uh, items out there that, you know, there's there's almost no reason to buy the stuff. There's trade goods out there that, you know, qu quaff, you know, that you can still sell it, but there's nobody really buying them. There's no buy orders, but you see they'll still buy them. Well, quaff zero actually has a benefit. It actually boosts yeah. up stuff, but I don't know about regular quaff, quaff. However you but, say that. Like, you, you want to go out there and sell some strip uh, strippers or some militants or stuff like that. There's there's stuff that will be just bought ad hoc that are trade items. I can't think of them off the top of my head. But. Well, that's a, good, that's a good point. For instance, missions, one of the things that was really boring for me is, all right, you have to go grab militants. And like every other game, I mean, people either choose to read the dialogue and what's going on in the mission, or they just click next, 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 next. All right. What, what dialogue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's supposedly a story somewhere in EVE for the PVEers, and uh, I don't think very many people actually know it. Who would actually sit around and read all those things? All right, what's the objective? All right, uh, go kill everyone. All right, isn't that always the objective? Yes. Oh, uh, well, we got to find the militants. Okay, so you, you kill everybody, then you go search around cargo for militants, you turn in the mission, and they're stuck in your damn inventory. Like, all right, so what do you do with them now? Like, you can't sell them back. You can't give them to the loyalty point store. Here's some militants for you. Give me some, you know, loyalty points for them. Um, there's just certain things in EVE that would actually benefit the players and actually make it better if you could turn in, I guess, not quest items, but mission items, um, so that you actually get a reward for it, besides the ISK value and the little bit of loyalty points that you actually get. So... I don't know. For me, PvP is part of the game, and I'd like to see more ships out there, um, more ship types. You know, I mean, if you take a look at, you know, cruisers, where there's, like, only a couple of cruisers out there, there's two versions of hacks, there's two versions of assault ships, and, I mean, that's been out there. I mean, I've been playing the game off and on since I created my first account in 2006. And so, so you want more ships? Definitely want more ships, more PvP 
related ships, because a lot of these ships are almost worthless in PvP. Uh, Dirtnap, Dirtnap Squad has actually done a really good thing with their group, which has taken ships that most people called crap, you know, stealth bombers, and have gotten low-skill point characters into them and used them to great effectiveness. I mean, that's part of EVE as well, which is, you know, using your brain, coming up with new ideas, new ways to conquer other people. Uh, you know, take a look at the new uh, wealth canes from um, Goonswarm for taking out supers. I mean, a fleet of 250 with two newts a pop hitting a super, that thing doesn't have a chance. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to lose some canes, but what are they going to be, 50 mil maybe at most when you lose one versus, you know, if you're hitting a Nyx, probably like 24 billion-esque. Yeah, so you're going to win the, the Isk War hands down every time. Well, yeah, I mean, that also comes down to, uh, oh, just that there's an equation for everything. Right. You know, I mean, if you can min-max, you know, the cost of your attacking ship versus the uh, the defending ship, and then say, okay, we need to accomplish this much damage, what do we got to put in it? I mean, it's just an equation. Now, the supers get screwed. Basically. Well, supers are going to get screwed here shortly, and I'm kind of worried about that. I think a lot of people are, especially the larger alliances. Actually, I don't think uh, the larger alliances are as worried about it because they're looking they for have been looking for more balance. But all right, what are you going to do to balance it? Well, first of all, uh, fighter bombers. What are they going to do? Make it only uh, one fighter bomber per level of carrier train. So you bring their maximum down to 10 fighters, just like they do with carriers. Well, if they nerf fighters so that they can't shoot conventional ships, what's going to happen to carriers? Carriers are going to be almost worthless on the field. You're going to have to change their role entirely. So, I mean, right now, what do most people use them for? I mean, Camaras they use for triaging. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're tiny jump freighters that can go a very long distance. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's not as many uses out on the battlefield for carriers as they move along. I mean, triage carriers, how many people do you see actually use triage thanatoses or uh, archons or even nidhoggers? I mean, uh, why, why wouldn't you take the one with the best benefit to do what you need to do? Right. I mean, the only way to get that working right is then make everything equal, which you don't want to do. Well, you got to give them benefits. I mean, even if you take a look at the Morose and the range on the Morose for the Dread, I know they're boosting Dreads, but, I mean, with high damage ammo, you, I mean, you've got to be hugging a large POS, you know, in order to actually hit it with the shields up. Yeah, which is designed to do. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, I mean, and you take a look at the Phoenix, well, maybe he doesn't have the rate of fire, but, I mean, it's got awesome volley damage. And once you jump into system, I mean, if they silent you off the pot, all you got to do is just put yourself in a siege as you're still moving and just start firing where you have to wait to get in range with a morose. I mean, so apparently they're supposed to be rebalancing hybrid turrets, but I don't know if that means they're actually going to entertain <laughs> capital-class hybrid turrets. So I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. I, I always hate this. It's like, oh, we need to rebalance this. No. You don't. It's like, just come up with a new technology that balances. Don't change the the weapons. You know, this is the thing. I always hate hearing 
oh, the company's, the company is going to, oh, we're going to nerf this item, and then we're going to increase this one. So what happens? Everybody moves to the one that gets the better thing. Okay, it changes gameplay a little bit, but it doesn't change the effect of there's now going to be a new configuration that's going to take two months for someone to crunch numbers and figure out the new configuration to make it the ultimate compromise. It's never balanced. Yeah, I, I think the... I have no idea what CCP is going to be doing next, but hopefully in the coming, in the coming months they actually do the right thing and, and focus on what the base of this game is about. It's about PvP and ships in space. So I say get break the zero the zero zero uh, thing. Get rid of fucking local. <laughs> get rid of local. Get rid of local. In the wormhole, having no local is. A wonderful thing. And not if you're a miner. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know what? I even like it even more because of that. Because they don't know you're there. <laughs> how many hulks have you lost in wormhole space? <laughs> yeah, but how, how many? I was like, what, 10 million skill points, 11 million skill points when we were there? <laughs> but, I mean, but the thing is, you know, you get rid of local, now all of a sudden, Goon Swarm can't. Uh, defend that because anybody could be in there that they don't know about. Well, it'll change the role for Black Ops for sure. Oh, Definitely. absolutely. And you don't need to you don't need to replace anything. They have that stand, you know, probers. You know, they have the probes and stuff like that. You don't need to add anything to these games. You just get rid of local. That shows who's in the system. You know, if they speak, well, okay, that's a different story, but. They have the feature there. Just implement it. There's no, ga- there's no game balance to change. You think I should do that to LowSec as well? You know, I'd actually be um, interested in a, um, a delay. So if you stay in the system in LowSec, you eventually show up on the local. Yeah, that'd be an interesting idea. Well, that'll help out the haulers. <laughs> well, it'll hold out, help out fleets, haulers, people transiting. Because they'll be in and out before the, the their timer comes up. So you say, like, okay, if you're in the system for an hour, station spinning, well, they know you're there. You know, it's like, okay. Well, that's what they could use time dilation for. Use it in low sec to uh, decrease the rate of people showing up in local. <laughs> I took a look at that. Have you seen the time dilation video? Yep. I actually think that's a smart idea. Uh, you know what? I, I think it's an interesting idea, but if you, ta- if you take a look at the video, it's still laggy. I mean, no, no, no. It's it's meant to be laggy. You're not going to get rid of lag. I think I think we'd all like to get rid of lag. Yeah, but it's it's not going to happen. I mean, unless you have infinite CPU and infinite memory, you can't get rid of it. All right. Well, this is my thing. If you look at that video, there's a difference between choppiness and lag, and slowing down time. So if you're going to slow down time, the missiles will fly through space slower, right? right. Time slows down. That was just choppy. I mean, that wasn't. That you didn't. Was, you didn't read about. You didn't read the uh, comments about it, did you? Uh, no, I just watched the video and went, "Yeah, yeah, this isn't going to work." <laughs> well, you explained it in the very beginning. The the choppiness is part of the di- time dilation. They connected 
the dilating of time to the thing so you know that time's being affected. With lag? So they use lag to reduce lag. Is no, well, they're, they put a, I mean, it's, it's not lag because what happens is your commands are being responded to, but they're queued. Right. So, so they so if you're managing lag. They're managing lag. They're not allowing it to crush the system. Okay, so if you have 500 people in local, right, and the FC, two equal 250 man gangs, yeah. FC calls primary and says, all right, lock them up, all right. Let's say it's alpha, goon alpha fleet, and it's all right, everyone fire on three, two, one, fire. 250 guys are hitting F1 at the same time, and then it goes into a queue. So that's going to destroy alphaing anybody. Because no. if it's queued up, they're not going to hit at the same time, right? No, because, well, first of all, it's not an instant queue. There's a timer and a... He explains all of that, basically. Basically, the system starts slowing down the number of ticks per second that are processed. So, yes, your command gets in the queue, but your shield recharge goes down. Ticks don't happen as fast. Your movement doesn't happen as fast. Your hits don't happen at the, you know, they happen at the same time. They're just, there's more real-world time in between each uh, tick. So you're saying that it'll be like hitting them, but let's say you fire a missile at them. So the missile actually hits somebody and do damage to them before either the person that fired the shot or the person that's getting hit by the shot actually realize it? Well, they're, they're, when they get hit by it, they get the response right away. They know they got hit. But then that's not time dilation. No, it is, because the command that you did was delayed. But once it's been executed, everybody's updated. Um, I'd like to see how that works in reality. Basically, look at this way. You have a metronome. You know, it's tick, 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 tick. And you got a, pian a pianist playing his music to that thing. You slow down the metronome, the, the pianist is going to play his music slower. Him hitting his key is going to happen at the same amount of time, but the time between each key slows down. Does that make sense? I still think it's going to be fucked up. <laughs> well, I mean, well, what, what would you rather have? Um, black screens of death where you log in and you sit there, you jump in and it sits there and you die before you even get a render? That's happened. Right. Well, this, this is going to manage that. <laughs> Hopefully. Because you're going to get into that queue in that time dilation immediately. So nobody's going to be able to shoot you before you are loaded. I guess that's the theory, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all theory. I mean, it's, they're not releasing it this month, so it's not ready. And one of these, hopefully it's going to be released before Christmas. Well, so. well I don't know. I, they said there was no immediate thing on that. But um, you know what? To combat lag, you need to first manage it. Once you can manage it in a way, then you can start dealing with it. When you have 
a thousand ships in a system fighting, and it crushes the CPU so there's no resources left, there's nothing you can do. That's true. At least time dilation, they said they're going to, you know, time will pretty much stop at 10% until it recovers. Okay. Well, at least the system's processing. Instead of hanging up. Yeah, I mean, if your system constantly swaps out the memory, you reboot the damn thing because you overloaded it. Well, All right, so you think time dilation is good or yeah, bad? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I have to see how it's implemented, but from what I'm seeing, you know, it's a good way, it's a standard way to manage it. All right, so, so let's get back to the beginning and uh, talk about being burnt out and stagnant in Eve. I didn't work for this year. Well, you, you mine constantly. <laughs> I haven't picked up a miner in months. <laughs> well, what have you been doing this whole time? Um, constructing. <laughs> so, you, so you're just putting out buy orders for stuff, buying materials and then manufacturing. Yeah, I figured out right now that I can buy the materials and build the ship um, or build not only ships, but uh, um, anything and get a 10% profit. Anything? Uh, well, I mean, I've only looked at four items so far. <laughs> four items is everything in Eve. That, that's the non-seated items, right? Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> I can't construct the seated items. You know, I can't make a blueprint or a skill book. All right. Well, I think a lot of the people that from the community as far as the blogs that I've been reading have been upset with CCP, with everything that's been going on. They feel the shard itself is stagnant. There's not much to bring people into the game right now. I mean, there's nothing new, and people are pretty much tired of it. They, they want something new. They want the game to progress in a way that actually makes them feel like it did when they first got into the game. There, as they said, the learning curve for EVE is what well, you're a noob for the first two years. And, and you really are, and I think it's actually beyond that because you learn so many new things every day. You don't learn how to use certain, like I say, B-scan. You don't learn how to use that until you get into real PVP. You're flying around low second, zero, zero. I mean, I guess if you're in a war deck corporation or a war deck alliance, maybe they teach you how to use it. I don't PVP. know. It's different. PVP and high sec is a totally different ball game than zero, zero. Oh, yeah. So... But for me, it became stagnated because of, you know, the politics. All right, so we get to a region. All right, guys, we're deploying out here. Well, we just got here. Okay, well, pack up all your shit and get out. Okay, so we go deploy. Okay, how long are you going to deploy for? I don't know. So you go do some pew-pew, and then you come back, and they say, okay, now we're leaving the region. We're moving to a new region. Okay, you know, and, uh, you know, you're constantly getting shuffled around. You're constantly trying to do one thing or another. You've got... You know, let's say you have a 100-man corp or a 1,000-man alliance, half of which are alts that don't log in or do hauling here and there. It's a mess. Like, you know, 1,500 men in an alliance, they call a CTA and 29 show up. And, you know, they're like, bang the drums. Everybody get in here. Kitchen sink, fork, you know, whatever the hell you got. Come on in and, and help us fight off the well, enemy. How many, how many people do you think are really in a 1,000-man alliance? Like I said, uh, I mean, if I you say, say everybody has two characters, right there, 
you're talking a five hundred dollar five hundred person court, which I think is a lot more than that. Plus you get the time zone um um whatchamacallit. So that's probably half right there. So you're talking about two hundred and fifty people, you know, whether they're uh spinning, they're do they're ratting, they're hauling, PvP of all those are like 250 people, so you get 25 people. That's 10%. That's terrible for a CTA. Wow. <laughs> uh, I think that term's all overly, u- overly used. Well, it's like the difference between a CTA and a strat up. I don't think a lot of people know what the difference is. Well, a strat up is if you can get here, come on. CTA is everybody, everybody has to get here. And if everybody's uh, got to get there, then. Yeah, but that's call to arms. That's usually like, hey, we're going, we're going to war. Let's go. This is the primary goal of the com- of the company or of the uh, of the uh, alliance. But nobody knows what's really going on. That's the call to arms. You know, it's like it's used in every way. Everything's a CTA every day. You know, how about you know, like I like the strat up. Thing. This is a strategic operation, you know. There, this is a hey, we need to go rescue something. This is like that's a requirement. Hey, we need to defend space. That's a requirement. All hands on deck. We're pushing into some other area. Well, that's a strategic thing. That's what the uh, the alliance wants to be doing and pushing. But maybe people aren't interested in that. Well, that's part of zero zero life. I mean, but then again, there there are different pieces of alliances, and I think if people get those confused a lot, there is a PVP aspect which is inherent to zero zero, and yeah. then there is the industrial side of that which you need to maintain that PVP aspect. And strategic ops, like you said, I think should be used for doing. Like you said, if we want to push into a new region, we want to take new space, you know, we we got to go help out buddies. All right, let's let's do it as a strategic op. If we need to defend our stuff, and I understand that people come from other alliances to help out other alliances, so it, it only helps to benefit each of the alliances as a coalition to help each other in those times of need. So I can see CTAs for that. But when you're dealing with mining corps, that are introduced into zero zero to get the better ore to help with the reactions for possas and moongu, you know, that you can't constantly pull them out of their job in order to put them into a PvP ship because one, they're not PvPers. You're gonna get them killed and most of them can't use the modules anyway. So they're flying with tech one fitted ships and you know, and they say, okay, go here, go here, do this, do that. They don't know how to do that. I mean, some of them do, but, I mean, for most of the people that I knew, it was more like, all right, I'm mining. This is what I'm doing. I need to mine this much in order to manufacture this stuff. This is what the alliance needs for the SRF. Uh, So this is what we're doing. And when you constantly pull those resources and put them into a situation where they're unprepared, one, you're taking away from how they're benefiting the alliance or even the coalition as a whole, and then hurting the people that are actually PPPers that are in the CTA. So most of those people, the pilots, I would like to hope, know what they're doing. So when you form up and 
you're moving out, everybody knows what their job is. If they're flying a specific ship, you should know how to fly it. But like anything, that all depends on the CEOs and the leadership to trickle down all that information because when they come out with a new build and some people <laughs> don't even know what to do with it. It's like, all right, all right, everybody. Um, for instance, the Alpha ships, the Alpha battleships, the Maelstroms, they're like, all right, put it in groups of four. Okay, why? Just do it, okay? So, all right, everybody, you know, put it in groups of two. You know, everybody put them all in, you know, one group. Like, why? But there's a specific reason for that, depending on the number of battleships you have in fleet, depends on the number of targets you can alpha. But yeah, well, I mean, I think some of that has to do with just uh, the communications of who you're dealing with. I'm, I'm sure there's some alliances that do it real well and some that do it even worse. I mean, unfortunately, you and I haven't been through a lot of different alliances. <laughs> oh, so we haven't really seen the organization different. I mean, two of them, yeah. You know, one that was more, I don't know, high-sec oriented, and one that uh, was zero-zero, full gambit, um, sovereignty players. And, you know, now now you've moved into a alliance that's, I would say more of a low sec alliance because they still go roam into zero zero, but they home in low sec. They don't compete for uh, space. Yeah, not sovereignty holders. Yeah, sovereignty holders. Yeah, they don't go for the sovereignty wars. They just want the PvP. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like I said, that's the biggest part of the game, and part of it, which brought me back, was being able to to get online with a group of people that I enjoy flying with and doing some pew-pew. So so, so what do you think about this whole um, thing in the apology letter of, we're going to try to make Eve more of a social, a social interactive world. It's not exactly what it was said, but... I have no idea. Like, I didn't get that from that letter at all. I think what he meant was uh, that it is a social environment and a community, and to try to maintain that as a whole, as opposed to trying to build it into that. I mean, because that's what it is, and that's why people are so frustrated. It's because it is a social environment, it is a community, and probably one of the closest communities out of all the MMOs out there to date. I mean, the proverbial golden goose of MMOs is, you know, flatlining at the moment because they've stopped doing the right thing. It's we gotten to a certain point now to reallocate resources and forget about the people that actually made the game what it is. I mean, take a look at the people that have been playing for all these years. I mean, what do you have? I mean, people that made names for themselves like Kriba. I mean, he does all the trading for people with supers and titans and you know, apparently has his own system somewhere and, you know, and made a reputation for himself. And he is doing what something that he likes to do and a lot of people know him for it. You know, part of the community. You know, so, and everybody knows his name. Well, I would think everybody knows his name. Well, I mean, creating a reputation is different being, than being part of a community. You can, you can, you can establish a, uh, a name many different ways. Kriba did it by providing a service. Um, there's other people that are known. 
that you just see flying all around and doing pew pew pew. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say names because you and I know who we've seen flying around that's our arch nemesis almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean not that we really in well, you went toe to toe with them, but <laughs> Well, your your paths are bound to cross when you're yeah. flying around zero zero in low sec. So and and a lot of people tend to know your group and your names as you come in. So uh makes it interesting sometimes where uh, you're looking for a good fight and uh, you just can't seem to get one. Even when you're outmanned, you know, two to one, you know, with a better fleet comp, you know, you still can't drag a good fight out of them. I mean, you do what you can, you know, to get some PvP out of it. But, you know, the community in itself, you know, as Eve is, um, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with that. So... No, I mean, but I mean that's the thing. You see people coming and going, and that's that's how you deal with it. I mean, you know, you're you're saying it exactly. It you're just I'm bringing up the article because yeah. can you see it there? My well, screen. I got the article on my laptop. Oh, okay. Let me just pull it up. But yeah, I mean, well, because I, I like the article. I think the letter he wrote was was very good and I think it was heartfelt and I think he meant it. Really? The problem the problem with the article is it's just an article. It's like even he put it in there, you know, it's you know, words don't mean anything unless you actually take that action. And that's true. And the only thing we can hope is that they do take that step. If they don't take that step, I mean, Eve is done. And then you can forget about World of Darkness you can forget about uh, Dust 514. Those are just going to be husks. They're great. They were going to be out, and they're gone. They're going to have to reallocate the resources, and they're going to have to do the right thing. Yeah. But the question is, they can, they're can. they having a hard time expanding and growing EVE. Are they going to be able to then manage three, three applications? You know? And worlds and environments and keep them going? Well, I think the idea is to build, keep continuing to build EVE, is, which is what I would assume is, I guess, for a good business model, you'd have to keep building EVE up so that you keep the subscriptions up and you keep people happy, especially in the community. Uh, then, you know, as they grow, they add more resources, and those resources, you don't pull away from EVE, you build off of EVE. So you take the new resources you get from the initial income of EVE, and I think... Um, Mittens was saying something about, you know, they actually, you know, take a loan out and, you know, for whatever the development cost is going to be and, you know, in the red for X amount of time or something like that so that they actually have the opportunity to build a game because it's going to be successful and it's going to bring in, bring in enough revenue to actually support itself and then pay back the loan. Taking well, I mean, well, out. sorry. That's no, okay. I'm just saying, taking resources from you is a bad idea. Yeah, well, I mean, it's your – okay, yeah, you know what? You're going to – any company is going to utilize their best talent to get something new off the ground. I understand that. But you can't take the Indians, you know, from from the uh, from the battle because you just now – you, now, now you bled dry your other environment. And that's that's the problem that a lot of people are seeing. 
yet you hire new developers to deal with it. You use your hotshot programmers to guide them on how to do it what in the way that your company has learned to do things. You know? I agree. Uh, but I don't think that your hotshot, quote-unquote, developers should be the ones that are peeled away from, you know, what the task is. I think that building off of something that is, is great, they should continue to do so. I mean, Eve has been around since, what, 2003? So, I mean, if it's going to continue to grow, you're going to need to continue to put in that kind of expertise and that kind of talent. So taking away from that is only going to hurt you in the long run. Now, hiring new talent to help take up the slack of the new games that they're trying to develop is another thing entirely. And then, yes, if they need to be guided by the hand of, you know, already existing talent within CCP that's developing on EVE, uh, by all means, especially the uh, developers that were working on the carbon system, use that resource to help them get up to speed to the point where they can take the reins, and then they do their own thing. They're a separate entity. They're part of CCP as a whole, but they're part of a different group. I mean, a group that's not anything EVE-related. CCP-related, obviously, but not EVE-related. So you maintain your resources with EVE, maintain the development cycles, you, you keep moving ahead, and you leave that other stuff alone. It's isolated. You shouldn't, you shouldn't try to peel away from one to make something else work. And that's how people end up going the wrong way. That's how businesses fail, so to speak. So. Yeah, no, exactly. So I was just reading back through the article looking for that community statement. I did notice, um, if you look on your screen there, mm -hmm. can, you, can you read this? I can see it on mine. Okay. Well, can you see what I'm highlighting? Yes, I can see what you're highlighting. On okay. Mine. The game needs new ships, exactly what you're asking for. Um, they said in here, and I can't see the exact statement, they need to fix Sovereign uh, Zero Zero. They need to fix um, Faction Warfare. They sort of are, he's saying in this that, yeah, we're going to deal with all the things that we know that are broken. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree that the path that they have laid out, I think, is positive, And I think the CSM played an instrumental role in making sure that that was the direction that CCP was taking. That being said, they're actually going to have to start putting their money where their mouth is. They're going to have to start putting out new ships. They're going to have to really fix zeros, or they're going to have to completely revamp the sovereignty war system because Dominion completely broke it. I mean, although I don't know how many people enjoy putting up 200 passes, you know, in a system or whatever in order to maintain SOV. Wow, 200 passes in a system? Jeez. I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know, but I, I guarantee you it's a high number. But, uh, you know, prior to Dominion, I mean, I, I believe we went into zero zero as this whole thing was changing. So I didn't really know the, the mechanics of sovereignty warfare prior to Dominion. So as it is now, I think it was a, it was a, it was a good idea. I just think that it kind of broke it. Although, like I said, Fueling that many passes and keeping that many passes, and I don't even know if they kept them online. I mean, and I didn't know how that works. So, I mean, they could have just deployed a pass and let the fuel run out, and the fact that the pass is up there and just offline was enough. I so, think so. But, 
I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, e- either way, the sovereignty system is broken. Well, I mean, it's I mean, the sovereignty is governed to who can spend the most money. You know, if they said you a a corporation can only put one pot in a system, okay, now you need to get twenty corporations to put a pot. Well, that, that brings up a good idea because taking a look at moving forward, the idea is to get fresh blood and people that want to get their corporations or their their newborn alliances or fledging alliances into zero zero. How are they going to do that? How are they going to be able to take some from you know the insta win button supers and titans and even large alliances like Goonswarm or, you know, White Noise or somebody else. I mean, the alliances are so huge, and they take up so much space. And, yeah, they can defend it. Um, you know, unlike Northern Coalition, uh, they actually will say, bring in – I'm sorry. Ooh, ow! <laughs> the Northern Coalition fell, and I think it was it was stated very well by, by men's. It was – they were great at managing businesses, business management, not actual warfare. So they stayed there as long as they could to absorb as much money as they could uh, and then got voted out, basically. I mean, the game is not just about business. It's also about war. So, you know, the two go hand in hand, but they're two separate entities altogether. So if you have you know, a 7,000-man alliance that can't PvP, okay, yeah, you went in and held soft, you know, and blobbed, but when people that can actually PvP come in there with 1,000-man gangs, you're screwed, and, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, and that's what they did. They got they got their asses kicked. Well, I wouldn't say they got their asses kicked. I would say more like they went silently into that cold, dark night, as I remember. Yeah. Well, I guess... To summarize this, to end this pain for everybody. Bring it home. Bring it home. Okay. So, going to the DRF, taking over zero zero, good or bad. I think it's good that it'll force CCP to do something. Bad for people that want to move forward. It'll um, hurt the game either way. Yeah, I think it's going to hurt the game. What people can do uh, in the meantime while CCP gets their shit together, uh, continue doing what you're doing. Continue to doing what you enjoy to do about the game. If it's PvP, get your gangs together, run out there, do PvP. Uh, hell, start war decking each other. I don't know. I sec war decks. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, start war decking. Uh, get your guys out there mining. Form fleets up at the high sec. Ice belts before they remove them. So when the goons come in, you actually give them a fight. It'll be fun for you and fun for them. If you have to, build ice mining rocks or rokes, however you want to say that. And then you can mine in that thing. Ice mining battleships. There you go. Ice mining battleships with, you know, combat worker fits that are, you know, trailing you and you just dump it in there. Do what you got to do. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say.